Hey, 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 what's up, bro? It's your boy, T-Shrimp, everybody, fake baby daddy, the voice of the street, man. And today, we in Chicago, baby, man. Now, I want to just say excuse me to all the people that is tuned in. It ain't a whole lot, but that's on me. I, I ain't been on top of this here little channel because I'm doing so much, man. But today, I thought I'd hit y'all with what I had going on on my YouTube page, y'all. What's going on is we in Chicago, and we're talking about Mr. Larry Hoover. Larry Hoover is the leader of the GDs, the Gangster Disciple Nation. For those of y'all who are not familiar, that are not from Chicago, the Gangster Disciple is a Chicago-based street gang that was formed, I won't say by Mr. Hoover, however it went, it's a Chicago gang, and it got big, and it's in every state, the GDs are almost in every state, everywhere you go around the world, you can find a set of GDs, right, now Mr. Hoover, let's say, I didn't pull this up so I can know the exact information, but he was charged with a murder, Way back that happened like in the 60s or 70s, whatever year it was. Let's say he had a rappy, y'all. And let's say they gave his rappy and him 30 years. Where his rappy did 15 and got out. They did not let Mr. Larry Hoover out because he had too much authority and control over the street gangs. And after he had almost did all the time where he had maxed out and they would have had to release him, before they released him, do you know they charged the man with a federal crime and said he was running a street organization from the penitentiary, took him out of a state penitentiary and put him in a federal penitentiary and gave him all new charges. That's because they didn't want to let him go. They feared this man because he has so much authority that they scared what he can or what he can't do with it. They're not sure. And they ain't controlling him. They do know that, so they want to keep him locked up. Now, Kanye and Kim Kardashian was going down there to see Trump and Trump's supposed to have been pardoned him. For my knowledge, I thought he had did pardon him. But I guess they like, well, you pardoned him for his state crime. You didn't pardon him for his federal thing, which I thought a pardon was a pardon. Whatever it was, I thought you would let him go, but they didn't. And I think he finally done figured it out, y'all. There's no way they're going to let him out with them thinking he's still the leader of the gangster disciple. So the only way he can get out is he stepped down publicly, which I think is a very smart move. It's about time he should have really been done it. Not because he just needs to get out the way or anything like that, but because that's what's been holding him back all these years. That's why they ain't been letting him out. They fear what could happen if he get on the street. 
which I would only think things would get better, not uh, worse. You know, because I'm 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 51, y'all. He's 71. Now I'm 51, and I'm to change my ways on how I'm thinking and about the gang and the loyalty and. I had from ain't the same as it was when I was in my 20s or when I was younger. So if I'm changing my ways and walking a different path at 51, don't you think a 71-year-old man would be the thinking the same? I got grandkids. He got grandkids. Now, do you know he got kids and probably grandkids now that he have never seen. Probably a picture of him, but has never seen. They hear more about their granddaddy and their daddy than they know about him. They got the force to listen to the truth, the lies, and all the fake stuff they hear about their daddy or granddaddy more than what they really know about him. And I was incarcerated one time and had the chance to speak with him very briefly. He's an intelligent man, you know, very wise. You know, a person, you know, when you talk to people out here, you know when you have a good conversation with somebody and when you don't, even if it's just for a short period of time. When you can talk to somebody 20 minutes and you walk away and you say, I like that guy. That's the type of person he was, you know, very wise. And I asked him some real questions, y'all, flat out real questions. This when I was incarcerated in Vandalia, not Vandalia, Vienna. I was going to another penitentiary, but sometime if you on that bus and you got to go down further, all movement stop at three o'clock from the penitentiary. So they moved from seven to three. The second shift is no movement. So uh, whatever going on, if it ain't done before three o'clock, it won't be done. So what it was with us is we was going to be having to drive another hour to another penitentiary. They dropped some off at uh, Vienna. And then we was finna go to another one, which is probably Centralia, which was a little further down the road. And they figured, they like, no, we won't make it before three. So we had to spend the night, y'all. So by us spending the night, they gave us access to the penitentiary. We could walk around and do what we do and whatever. We had on our yellow jumpsuits. Everybody else had their regular prison clothes on, which was blue pants and blue shirt, you know. So, he was out there fishing, y'all. And you know, been Vienna. It's a nice penitentiary they had. They could go fishing. They could go to town. They could do all, all kind of stuff. Amazing down there. All. And I, I literally asked him. I said, Larry, look how lax the security is and such and such. I said, you could just walk away from this place. Why you just don't escape and leave this place? This is what I asked him. And you know what he told me? He said, can you walk away from your family never talk to your mother ever again? Your brother, your sister, your baby mother, whoever ever again? He said, because that's what I would have to do. 
if I walked away, I couldn't have no contact with no one that I know ever again. He said, could you do that? And I'm like, I guess I probably couldn't. I never thought about it deep like that. And he like, no, I'm fine right here. I got everything I need right here. And he was right. He had so much juice. We was on the yard, y'all. Normally when count time come, you got to be in the Pacific area, like in your dorm or wherever. If you're on the yard, they're close to yard or whatever. You, They want you where you're supposed to be when they count. So when uh, they say count time, I know the penitentiary rules. I'm thinking, okay, well, I got to go where I'm supposed to be to count. And I said, come on, we got to go count. He's like, no, nah, we ain't got to go nowhere. I'm like, you ain't got to leave the yard? He's like, no. It was him and some of his security, whoever was the guys watching his back and everything. I said, we don't have to uh, go nowhere? He's like, no. They came out and walked right to the yard. I said, Larry, how many you got with me? He said, myself and five S. And this gentleman here, he got himself and he got five people with him. And I'm like, damn. Counted us right there on the yard and went on. We ate we ate Kentucky fried chicken that day, y'all. Asked me did I what I wanted to eat. I'm like, what 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 they having for uh chow? I asked. He said, Child, I don't eat steak food. Nobody said to me, I don't eat steak food. I'm like, well, Kentucky, some week, I don't know how. He said Kentucky McDonald's. He gave me a list. I said, I, I like Kentucky. And they went and got chicken. I'm talking about, he said something to the officer. And, you know, you pay for that. You know, you have money on your books where you pay for that. But they went into the town and got it or whatever and came back without order. Big pop. And I'm like, man, I guess you're right. He do got everything he needs. But he still want to come home. Don't you know, right before it was time for him to almost be released, the federal government came, locked him up, took him out of the state institution, and put him into a federal institution, started his time all over again. And I think they gave him a life sentence, said he was running a criminal street organization from behind bars. Now you would think if a person's in jail, how can I break the law if I'm in jail? How? That don't make no sense. But I understand what they was getting at. Like all people was getting orders and this. He wasn't running the gang. Maybe he was to a certain extent. He was just getting what he was doing, y'all. And don't lie. I want everybody to be honest. If you was locked up and something you had created had got bigger than you ever thought, why wouldn't you get a little money off the street? It wasn't like he had them doing things and he had them this and that. They were paying homage to him and they were trying to help him out like, hey, well, this was the leader, the founder of the gang. 
We got to make sure his family got some money. We got to make sure that. So if you was under that umbrella, yeah, you're supposed to kick some dollars back to him. But he didn't have him out there per se really doing crimes or nothing for him. It was just people that had a little money and was doing what they was doing were paying it to him. And they knew who to get the money to that he would receive it and his family. And that's all. And from that, all that got him whole new charges, y'all. Now, what I think is happening because he had to step down and, as they say, denounce himself as leader of the organization. What he's doing is he's preparing to be released, y'all. He should have been out. They gonna have to let him go. The man's 71. He ain't that much of a threat no more. And I doubt he'll come home and try to organize and run the gang or get into something that have kept him in jail for many, many years. I don't think he go come home and that's going to be his main intention. He got to get to know his son. He got a whole wife at home. He got to get used to sleeping with her in the bed again. He got to start getting the feel of little grandchildren running in, jumping in the bed and enjoying all that. It's another part of life he ain't never experienced that he's going to love. It's a lot of movies that he might want to come home and watch. Hell, he might want to even just pull up everything that ever was said about him on TV and listen to all the lies and all the rumors, and he could tell his wife and his kids that nah, that never happened right there. You know, and they could laugh about it. Said, now this one here, happy. Who is this guy? Oh, this guy. Now this was closest to the truth I have ever seen. You know, and uh, he can do that. It's not hard to stay out of trouble, y'all. It's not hard. You know, it's really not. I mean, I haven't been to jail, y'all, and I haven't been to jail since 2004. I don't get in no trouble. I'm not doing anything illegal. I'm not breaking the law. I'm not selling drugs. I'm not doing anything. I ain't big enough. I ain't getting on their radar for nothing. I just want to be left alone, do what I want to do, and stay out the way. I got grandkids. I got girlfriends and baby mothers and people I like spending time with, talking to, communicating. And it's it's enough going on out here in the world where I don't need to try to do anything wrong to end up incarcerated again. And I ain't did half as much time as he did. I have been in the penitentiary three times and back home. And he ain't left for now time, y'all. And in case you guys that don't know y'all not from Illinois, the reason the crime in Chicago is so high, and besides the shooting and all things like that, because our institutional system, the penitentiary system, is about money. It's modern-day slavery. It's about money. I can tell you a story, and this is the truth. I have been to jail four times. You would think the more you go to jail, the more time you do. 
the more you go to jail, it's like the quicker you get out. For example, my first bit, I got four years. Four years. Now, I had never been to the penitentiary, so they didn't know how I was going to act or nothing like that. So, they had to create what they call a dossier on me. You got to get to know him, see if he's dangerous, is he violent, is he going to follow the rules, is he not. I spent 18 months on that four-year bit. Max me out. I did every time with my good time. I had to do all that. That's my first bit. First time ever been in jail. Come back, let's say five years later, with almost the same time. I went to jail in ninety. I stayed out five years. In 95, I caught another case. Now they familiar with me, y'all. When I come down there, they run my name. Oh, he got an ID number. Oh, he been here before. Oh, he wasn't a problem when he was here last time. He, he's, he's not violent. He's not going to do this. Let him go. You know, I stayed in jail four months on five-year, I mean, four-year bit. And they sent me to work release. Four months. And they sent me to work release. I completed the whole work release and got out. I never violated parole. They take all that into account, y'all. So I was good. No problem. Years later passed. Maybe, I think, like I said, it was 95. I caught another case in 2000. I got a year, y'all. One year. I did 61 days. I didn't catch another case for four years. Caught another case because I was still selling drugs at this time. That's why I kept getting in trouble with the law. Four years later, I catch another case. I got another year. I got out in 45 days. Now tell me, why, if I'm going to tell, I had two of the same sentence twice. Why did I get out quicker every time? And they wonder why the crime and stuff don't stop. See, what it is, when you go to the penitentiaries, they get, well, back then it was 36000 You know the house you and feed you. Now it should be at forty. Let's say they get forty thousand dollars when you come into the penitentiary to take care of you. They can send you home on work release or whatever, and you can go catch a new case and come back the same year. They go get another forty thousand dollars for you, so they'll send you home again. Every time you come back to the penitentiary, they get paid and send you home. They're not trying to rehabilitate no one down there. They're just getting their money and housing them and doing what they're doing. The police on the street busting their ass trying to lock these guys up and they get out quicker, which make them crooked. That's what make the police crooked. they like, man, we might as well be getting some of this money anyway. Hell, this guy going to get right out, this and that. You know, it makes things bad. Y'all remember when L.A., was all 
shootouts, gang banging, crips and gloves and this and that. You know what straighten LA up? When they start giving out that three strikes with the L, 25 to life. When people start catching cases and it was like, okay, it's your third strike, you getting 25 to life. I don't go fuck if you stole a candy bar for your third strike. You go get 25 years. That piped all their ass down. All of them. <clears throat> if we had tougher laws here in Illinois, like they talking about gun laws and this and that, it'll straighten things up too. But it's like they're not trying. They're trying now, but shooting is everywhere. It's not in Chicago. It's just everywhere. And that's one of the reasons they look at Larry and get mad because they look at him like you, the root of some of this stuff. You, some of the reason this is happening. He's not some of the reason it happened. It just got bigger and out of hand like that. You know, I ran with gangs and stuff, y'all. And when I started over here, let's say it was 10 of us. Now, if I think about the set and how big it is, it's probably like 3,000 numbers. I never thought it'd be that many of us. 3,000. And that, it just grew like that on its own. So they don't, we can imagine their numbers have doubled. And we're talking about just one area. I ain't talking about all over the city. I'm talking about just this area. 3,000. So imagine if you had to try to put a number on it worldwide or whatever. All I would like to say is I think it's about time they let Larry out. And he didn't pay this debt to society. Find somebody else to bother y'all. You know, I think he will help the streets more than he will hurt them, if you ask me. They can make him a, a motivational speaker. I think he, he'll do well at that. Make him a motivational speaker. And have people pay to come hear him talk. And uh, he'll be alright. If they let him just do that. It's your boy G. Shrimp. Everybody favorite baby daddy voice of the street. I'm out. Man, y'all want to see me. The people that's listening to my voice. You can go to my uh, YouTube channel. It's called The G. Shrimp Show. Live from Chirac, I want y'all to go over there and subscribe to my YouTube channel, man, and help me out. Get these numbers up. These over here, well, we're trying to do just starting this. All this I do, it helps me to stay out of trouble. If you like helping people stay out of trouble, this is what I need y'all to do. Subscribe to the channel, I also have a cash app. My cash app is dollar sign brotherville. Very simple. Dollar sign brotherville. I know a lot of you people in Radio Land, y'all, you may want to help more than some of the others, so I would appreciate it. Y'all just help. It helps to keep us out of trouble, y'all. Plus, you get good content and all that. It's your boy G. Shrimp, everybody, favorite baby daddy, voice of the street. I'm out.